It's today. The sun will rise over towns from east to west. In the heart of America, where innovation and resilience meet, a new chapter has begun. In a country where manufacturing has been in retreat since 1945, we're bringing it back. The sleeping giant of American craftsmanship and production has awakened. And Q-Cells is ready, because we've been creating solar energy systems for over two decades. We made the biggest commitment to solar power and manufacturing by any company in the U.S. history. We're putting our passion where our purpose is in partnership with companies, communities, and homeowners, making solar easier, more reliable, more affordable, and simply better. And our complete energy solutions provide technology you can rely on day or night, to transform and store energy for the power you need. It's an American renaissance, an American workforce, using sustainable materials sourced in America, powered by American energy, and by our people, burning the midnight solar to uncover the next brilliant ideal. Our innovation factories run 24-7 building solar energy that's making our communities more resilient and creating jobs across the country. Recognizing that every step, every panel, and every project paves the way for a brighter future. It is time. Time for transformation. Time to tap this country's unlimited capacity for reinvention. Time to deliver on the promise of tomorrow, starting today. Q-Cells, where tomorrow begins. This is Teachable Moments with April podcast, and you guessed it, I'm your host April. If you're a returning listener and a part of the Teachable Moments with April podcast family, welcome back. For those who are checking me out for the first time, well, Hello and welcome. To everyone listening, be encouraged and look for the teachable moments that are all around us. Enjoy. Last week on Teachable Moments with April podcast Bible study. Teachable Moments with April Podcast Bible Story Chapter 6 Instead of returning to Nazareth, Joseph and Mary remain in Bethlehem. And when Jesus is eight years old, they have him circumcised as God's law to Moses commands. It is apparently the custom also to give a baby boy his name on the eighth day. So they named their child Jesus as the angel Gabriel had directed earlier. More than a month passes and Jesus is 40 days old. Where do his parents now take him? To the temple in Jerusalem, which is is only a few miles from where they are staying. Now, according to God's law, to Moses, 40 days after giving birth to a son, a mother is required to present a purification offering at the temple. That is what Mary does. As her offering, she brings two small birds. This reveals something about the economic situation of Joseph and Mary. 
The law of Moses indicates that a young ram, which is much more valuable than birds, should be offered. But if the mother could not afford this, two turtle doves or two pigeons would suffice. Now in the temple, an old man takes Jesus into his arms. His name is Simon. Now God has revealed to him that he will not die before he has seen Jehovah's promised Christ or the Messiah. Now when Simon comes to the temple on this day, he is directed by Holy Spirit to the child carried by Joseph and Mary. As Simon holds Jesus, he thanks God, saying this, Now, Sovereign Lord, you are letting your slave go free in peace, according to your declaration, because my eyes have seen your means of saving that you have made readily in the sight of all the peoples a light for removing the veil from the nations and a glory of your people, Israel. Now, Joseph and Mary are amazed when they hear this. Then Simon blesses them and says to Mary that her son is laid for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel, and that sorrow, like a sharp sword, will pierce her soul. Now, present on this occasion is the 84-year-old prophetess named Anna. In fact, she is never missing from the temple. And that very hour she comes near and begins giving thanks to God and speaking about Jesus to all those who will listen. Now, how Joseph and Mary rejoice over these events at the temple. Wow. Surely all of this confirms to them that the child is the promised one of God. Now, we have three questions for this particular chapter, and they are these. Uh, Question number one. When was it apparently the custom to give a baby? When? Uh, Apparently the custom to give a baby Israelite boy his name. Okay. Question number two. What what was required of an Israelite mother when her son was 40 days old? And how does the fulfilling of his requirement, of this requirement, reveal Mary's economic situations? And our last question for this chapter is question number three. Who recognized the identity of Jesus on this occasion? And how do they show this? Teachable Moments with April Podcast Bible Story, Chapter 6, The Child of Promise. First, we're going to look at the Bible scriptures for this particular chapter, which is Leviticus 12, 1 through 8, and Luke 2, 21 through 38. Leviticus 12, 1 through 8. And Jehovah went on to speak to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, in case a woman conceive a seed and does not and does bear a male, she must be unclean seven days, as in the days of the impurity when she is menstruating, she will be unclean. And on the eighth day the flesh of his foreskin will be circumcised. For thirty-three days more she will stay in the blood of purification. She should not touch any holy thing, and she should not come into the holy place until the fulfilling of the days of her purification. Now if she bear a female, she must then be unclean fourteen days. 
as during her menstruation. For 66 days more, she will stay with the blood of purification. Then at the fulfillment and fulfilling of the days of her purification, for a son or for a daughter, she will bring a young ram in its first year for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering, to the entrance of the tent of meeting to the priest. And he must present it before Jehovah and make atonement for her, and she must be clean from the source of her blood. This is the law about her who bears either a male or female. But if she cannot afford enough for a sheep, she must then take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and one for a sin offering. And the priest must make atonement for her, and she must be clean. Luke 2, 21-38 now when eight days came to the full for circumcising him his name was also called jesus the name called by the angel before he was conceived in the womb also when the days for purifying them according to the law of moses came to the full they brought him to jerusalem to present him to jehovah just as is written in jehovah's law every male opening a womb must be called holy to jehovah and to offer sacrifice according to what is said in the law of jehovah a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons and look there was a man in jerusalem named simon and this man was righteous and reverent waiting for israel's consolation and holy spirit was upon him furthermore it had been divinely revealed to him by the holy spirit that he would not see death because he had seen the christ of jehovah under the power of the spirit he now came into the temple and as the parents brought the young child jesus in too to do for it according to the customary practice of the law he himself received it into his arms and blessed god and said now sovereign lord you are letting your slave go free in peace according to your declaration because my eyes have seen your means of, of saving that you have made ready in the sight of all the peoples a light for removing the veil from the nations and a glory of your people israel and its father and mother continued wondering at the things being spoken about it also simon blessed them but said to mary its mother look this one is laid for the fall and the rising again of many in israel and for a sign to be talked against yes a long sword will run, be run through the soul of you yourself in order that the the reasonings of many hearts may be uncovered now there was anna a prophetess okay of Ashir's tribe this woman was well along in years and had lived with a husband for seven years from her virginity and she was a widow now eighty-four years old who was never missing from the temple rendering sacred service night and day with fastings and supplications 38 and in that very hour she came near and began returning thanks to god and speaking about the child to all those delivering and waiting for jerusalem's deliverance new on teachable moments with april podcast bible study is teachable moments with april podcast bible study chapter six the child of promise so we have um 
check three questions for chapter six. The first question is, when was it apparently the custom to give a baby Israelite boy his name? Now, according to Luke uh, 2, 21, when an Israelite boy is eight days old, he's to be circumcised and named based on God's law to Moses. Now, Joseph and Mary named their son Jesus, of course, on the eighth day as the angel Gabriel directed them earlier. Now, question number two, what was required of an Israelite mother when her son was 40 days old, and how does the fulfilling of this requirement reveal Mary's economic situation? Now, according to scripture, of course, at Luke uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 22 through 24, it says an Israelite mother is required to present a purification offering at the temple. Now, the law of Moses indicates that a young man, a young, young man, a young ram or two small birds, either pigeons or turtle doves, can be a sacrifice as part of the purification offering required. Now, how does the fulfilling of this requirement reveal Mary's economic situation, which is the second part to this question, is this, that she offers two small birds versus the young ram. Um, that is more valuable and more expensive. So when any mother can't afford the young ram, two turtle doves or pigeons will suffice. Okay, so she had very um, modest uh, means um, because she couldn't afford the young ram. Now the third question for chapter 6 is this, who recognizes the identity of Jesus on this occasion and how do they show this? Okay, so the particular occasion they're talking about is when they went to the temple. Okay, so according to scripture at Luke uh, 2, chapter 2, uh, verses 25 through uh, 38, it gives an, a, an extensive account of how uh, Simon, okay, and Anna both recognized the identity of Jesus on this occasion. Now, we're going to start with Simon. Now, Simon shows his recognition of Jesus is by holding Jesus, and he exclaims this, Now, sovereign Lord, you are letting your slave go free in peace, according to your declaration, because my eyes have seen your means of saving that you have made ready in the, turn in the page, guys, in the sight of all the peoples, a light for removing the veil from the nations and a glory uh, of your Israel. Okay, also, Simon blesses Joseph and Mary and tells Mary specifically that her son is laid for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel. Okay, and that sorrow, like a sharp sword, will pierce her soul. And this is found again, um, well, this part is found at Luke chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. Now, the second half of this, or the second person, is Anna, who is an 84-year-old prophetess. And in this account, found at Luke uh, chapter 2 again, verses 36 through 38, we see that she is never missing from the temple. She's very faithful. And that very hour comes near and begins giving thanks, okay, to God and speaking about Jesus to all those who will listen. So the two uh, witnesses are Simon and Anna. Teachable 
Moments with April podcast Bible study, Chapter 7, Jesus and the Astrologers. A number of men come from the East. They are astrologers, people who claim to interpret the position of the stars. While they were at home in the East, they saw a new star and they followed it hundreds of miles to Jerusalem. Now when the astrologers get to Jerusalem, they ask, where is the one born King of the Jews? For we saw his star when we were in the East and we have come to do him obedience. Now when King Herod at Jerusalem hears about this, he is very upset. So he calls the chief priests and he asks where the Christ is to be born. Based on their their reply and based on the scriptures, they say this, in Bethlehem. Now at that time, Herod has the astrologers brought to him and tells them this, go make a careful search for the young child. And when you have found it, report back to me that I too may go and do it obedience. But actually, Herod wants to find the child to kill him. Okay. So after they leave, an amazing thing happens. The star they had seen when they were in the east travels ahead of them. Clearly, this is no ordinary star, but it has been specially okay, provided to direct them. Now the astrologers keep following it until it stops right above the house where Joseph and Mary are staying. Now when the astrologers enter the house, they find Mary with her young child, Jesus. At that, they all bow down to him, and that they take out their bags that they have of gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now afterward, when they are about to return and tell Herod, where the child is, they are warned by God in a dream not to do that. So they leave for their own country by another way. Now, who do you think provided the star that moved in the sky to guide the astrologers? Now, remember, the star did not guide them directly to Jesus in Bethlehem. Rather, they were led to Jerusalem where they, where they came in touch with King Herod, who wanted to kill Jesus. And he would have done so if God had not stepped in and warned the astrologers, excuse me, astrologers, yeah, astrologers. I'm thinking of astronomers, but it's astrologers, not to tell Herod where Christ Jesus was. Now, it was God's enemy, Satan the devil, who wanted Jesus killed. And he used the star to try to accomplish his purpose. Now, remember that, guys, what I just read. It was God's enemy, okay? The enemy, the adversary, who wanted Jesus killed. And he used that star to try to accomplish his purpose. Okay, so for this particular chapter, for chapter 7, Jesus and the astrologers, we have three questions. And the first question is this. What shows that the star the astrologers saw was no ordinary star? Okay, that's question one. Question two is, where is Jesus when the astrologers find him? And our last question for this chapter is question three. Why do we know that Satan provided the star to guide the astrologers? Teachable Moments with April podcast Bible study chapter seven, Jesus and the Astrologers.
The Bible scriptures for this particular chapter are Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12 and Machai 5 2. Machai 2 And you, O Bethlehem, the one too little to be among the thousands of Judea, from you there will come out to me the one who is to become the ruler in Israel, whose origin is from early times, from the days of time indefinite. Matthew 2 verses 1 through 12 After Jesus had been born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, look, astrologers from eastern parts came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the one born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when we were in the east, and we have come to do his, him obedience. At hearing this, King Herod was agitated, and all Jerusalem along with him. And on gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is how it has been written through the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, of the land of Judea, are by no means the most insignificant city among the governors of Judea. For out of you will come forth a governing one, who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the astrologers, and carefully ascertained from them the time of the stars appearing. And when sending them to Bethlehem, he said this, Go make a careful search for the young child, and when you have found it, report back to me that I too may go and do it obedience. When they had heard the king, they went their way, and looked the star that they had seen when they were in the east, went ahead of them until it came to a stop above where the young child was. On seeing the star, they rejoiced very much indeed, and when they went into the house, they saw the young child with Mary its mother, and falling down, they did obedience to it. They also opened their treasures and presented it with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. However, because they were given divine warning in a dream not to return to Herod, they withdrew to their country by another way. You are just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on the other social media platforms of ours, which is TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Also, we'd like to invite you to check out our official podcast landing page on podpage.com slash teachable moments with April to see all our content in one place and leave personal messages, feedback, and more.